Today we have to talk about safety, security, leading to sustainability. People are always asking about what's your recommendation about sustainability. Well, most people would say, okay, the right investments and you have to be financially sustainable, your financial freedom as your main goal, you have to have enough savings and cash flow and liquidity, you should de-invest your uh, non-performing assets so that you can be liquid and then invest in Bitcoin partially, 25%, invest in physical gold and silver, invest in the agricultural aspect, invest in the tertiary aspect of assets and so on, like uh, stock market. So to me, uh, the first and foremost aspect is how to be sustainable by first being safe and secured and surviving. In today's world, it's not easy to trust a lot of things that everyone is saying, including some government, uh, uh, I would say, guidance and science and scientist guidance and the medical care and its guidance, because uh, these guide guidelines are always changing. So there's so much uh, unpredictability today and volatility in the marketplace and uh, I would say ambiguity of times so that you would have to use your instincts, not just your logic. If you just use data to predict what you need to do or your, to forecast your futures and next step, uh, you would sometimes uh, take some information and statist statistics from the YouTube or from the from the website and online that might be obsolete or things that are wrongly predicted because less and less does the past data justify the future curve. We are in a time of disruption and I would say leapfrog awakening of consciousness in humanity that is harder to predict this time than uh, 10 years ago or 20 years ago. So use your instincts, your sense and I would say a sense of urgency to feel that there is a closing, uh, I'll say, pressure and in time that we are being compressed to a state of uh, some social discomfort that leads to social disharmony and social failure that can even lead to social collapse. If you see the checklist of many things, from the economy to finance to the uh, super inflation that's happening now that can lead even to hyperinflation eventually. And it's very scary that our purchasing power now is less than before. So we buy the same goods with more, I would say, more numbers of money or higher costs because our money is devalued or there's a superinflation. And so the same income, the same salaries, but the costs of living is higher, then it's uh, not a sustainable time. But when you talk about that, it's about liquidity, about cash flow, about income generation and saving and investing. And that's uh, the, many people would have those kind of ideas. Would it be better to invest in Bitcoin versus gold and silver? Or is it better to uh, buy stock market uh, that you you know, you suspect are going to go high? Or is it better to buy lands and park your money in terms of real estate or rentables and so on? Or is it better to hold cash and uh, be, 
you know, be safe and not put your money in the bank. Well, many people today are using, uh, um, I would say, decentralized finance, DeFi. So they want to not centralize finance and economy, so they will go out into uh, Bitcoin and, and crypto and other things that are not uh, centralizedly, uh, centralized managed by the government or by institutions. So they call DeFi or decentralized finance. Uh, in my case, I would first manage security and safety. Even you have all the money, you have big a big house or you have a lot of uh, safe food and fuel for your rainy days or when things collapse. If you are not safe and secured in your home, then it's not really a good formula for sustainability because you have all the gold and silver and all your cash if somebody puts guns on your head and or your children uh, and say, okay, give me your money and your food or else, you know, will hurt you. So you still have uh, another formula uh, before you can be sustainable. You need first to solve uh, safety and security. So I would maybe research on more on how to keep yourself safe in your homes, aside from better padlocks or maybe grills in your windows or removing the bush uh, close to your main door where people can sneak and hide and, and hold you up there before you enter your house. Or put some instrument in your door that's a wedge that they cannot push the, the door, even they would push it with a, a strong kick because it's wedged underneath. So these are but normal and typical uh, safety devices or safety measures by which you keep yourself safe in your home while sleeping or while being held up. So these are things that you can do practically through uh, YouTube videos. You can learn a lot of this. You can also consider having a, a training on handgun, at least, or shotgun, to have a backup plan in case uh, a, there's a home invasion or there's really an, an anarchy or rebellion that includes your place, your community, and you can be helpless when you don't have any security in terms of defense. Uh, so so I, I always consider everything from offensive and to defensive. I, I would go for, well, people use uh, shotguns as a shoot and uh, point and shoot easily without having to be trained with the marksmanship and handgun. But it's good to have both because you might need your shotgun to be in your house because it's like a, a big thing to carry, and you have your handgun and your concealed weapons or your car in case you're going out for a trip. And if you have the private permit to carry license, then you can have it. In the Philippines, they give you a permit to carry with some uh, license and uh, yearly annual, I would say, uh, renewal. And also you have your license to own and, and operate a firearm, LTOP, and so you, you can you can mem get, uh, be a member of a gun club and they will help you there how to do it. And there's even many ways of doing things that are non-traditional. So just explore this one from a consultant or you can go to a gun club and be a member or you can go for a shooting range that officially give you some training or some guidelines on how to register firearms officially and legally. But of course... You need to keep other people in your household the ability to survive and thrive 
by being safe and secured through defensive uh, strategies. So I teach a lot of our people uh, stick fighting, also using stick or arnis, uh, also using knife to scare people before they attack you, just to bluff them if you can, or you can use it when they're really, really going to uh, switch off your life. So you can use a sword, a longer knife, or you can just use any object that's hard, or you can use a stone if you need to, a slingshot, uh, anything, you know, like an ice pick, like a pointed object, or use anything that can defend you from any sharp-edged uh, weapons, like a sword or knife or anything that might harm you from the opponent's uh, strategy. Or the best defense is offense. So if you think that they're going to hurt your family and yourself and they're inside your house, then you can maybe do something more drastic than if you just have to defend at the end when you're already cornered. Especially if you have a lot of children and you have uh, old parents and people who are not trained to defend themselves, you need to have uh, some more training. Do not, def not just defend yourself through a security guard because they are not always available or they're quite far before you can defend yourself and, and, and ask the security to come and radio security to come and help you. A person can just slice you with a knife or give you a bullet, you know. So it, it's good to have a certain kind of training. Even you won't use it, if it's better to have it and not use it, then you will need it and you don't have it, you see. So that's why insurances work if you buy an insurance, uh, life insurance, health insurance. It doesn't always happen, the things you're scared with, but it's good to have something when you need it. Same with defense and offensive tools. Another thing is to train a little bit yourself from, for self-defense and combat defense. Many schools now are specializing in uh, close combat or just a, a normal defensive mood like kick or an elbow or a punch or a little boxing training just to be a little bit in fit to defend yourself in family. Also, if you have a business, then you need to put more security in your business through CCTV, camera, or uh, some people consider electrical fence. If you have a, a real bad neighborhood, you can put an electrical fence around your house perimeter. Or if you have a big village like ours, we have so many uh, eight hectares to defend. So we need dogs. So dogs are probably one of the best to secure when they can sense ahead. Some people use a, a goose to sense more sensitive than the dog is a goose. They, they wake up easily at night when some people are intruding your area. So there are many things from electronic to dogs, watchdogs to geese to being sensitive to things. Uh, you're, you're supposed to be trained to know and sense things before they happen as a preventive uh, forecasting intelligence. Another thing is more on social, I would say social defense, offense, by nurturing the people around you, your neighborhood, you are a contributor to the well-being of the neighborhood, you donate for a good cause around, you donate and stimulate and cultivate the neighborhood to like you and see you as a benefactor and a donor and a contributor, 
So most people will not hurt anyone who's still contributing to society more than somebody who is a, a negative person who is a pain in the neck. So like what we did here, we I'm a benefactor and sponsor for the police and uh, military group just to make sure that if when I need more help, uh, I can also rely on them. But it's more for a good reason that I want to help them because they need help. I donate to, to their projects. I also sit as a board of director to their uh, civilian advisors and so on. So, so you need to nurture the people around you so that you will trust them to be more loyal than if they're not loyal when there's a crisis or when there's a bad times. You can test who is loyal to you. Also, when people are squeezed and uh, needy or, you know, when people are pushed to the edge, sometimes the people snap out and, and show their own true colors. So it's good to test people who will be loyal to you and help you and not to be uh, your uh, blind spot or waterloo. And also to build a team to be aware of the safety and security of your area and your home because you might be a strong, smart, defensive and offensive uh, prepper or I would say uh, I would say a person who can survive but you are one of the 10 people in your family and the 9 out of 10 are very weak that they don't they're naive they don't have any awareness of safety and security and survival so you you need to involve your family and people around you in terms of survival instincts development survival and safety and security so that when when you have uh, a certain kind of condition as circumstances, then you are not just alone defending the group or they will not be pulling you down by doing the wrong things, squealing where you're hiding your guns or, or squealing where the money is and so on or g giving them the combination of your, your vault and your safety deposit box or pointing it where they are. So these are all things that uh, you might have to really think about for you to be able to have a more sustainable life, them, their life, your, I would say, wealth, your food, your amenities that you secured because you are ahead of the herd and you, you tend to prepare ahead of time in terms of social failure or social challenge. A situation where there's a scarcity of food and there's no, even not even a greed, so you need also to think of non-greed lifestyle. What if the grid fails and there's no more electricity for one week? How do you survive? How do you store water and all those things? How do you disinfect your drinking water or purify your drinking water by different means like charcoal, sand, or a cloth to be able to filter things? And there's some other remedies when you get wounded or when a person has fever when people are sprained, all the simple things. Uh, maybe you don't need to defend yourself from a very big thing like a bomb or something, but maybe simple things that can lose blood or as a diarrhea that is not stopping can cause dehydration and uh, a lot of fainting spell and so on. So these things can also be organized by the help of your family who is more aligned to you, who is getting prepared also for difficult times. So even the stockpiling of the important medicine like painkillers, uh, anti-diarrhea, antiseptic, 
antipyretic, all, all anti-severe conditions of health uh, are very important to stockpile, not abusively or not excessively, but just enough time to survive uh, challenging times. Uh, of course, another one is your lists of inventories, what to stockpile as the very basic necessities to survive, like food, what kind of food, how balanced your diet for a few months in case it will last for a long time, any uh, conflict and, and any dangerous situation that you cannot go and buy any food items. Another thing is also having good karma. If you are entitled to be saved, even you, as the Bible said, even you pass through uh, people with, who are failing here and there in terms of being killed, thousands of people at war and being uh, hurt front and side and back of you, that you will be, no, no, no hair on your head will be hurt. For me, there's no hair, so I will not be hurt, hurting my hair. But that's a saying in the Bible. If you have good karma or divine grace, you'll be spared even amidst uh, turmoil. So having a good entitlement and having good deeds, good actions, good thoughts, good words, that results to good karma or divine grace or, or rewards of life will also be a very important factor. I would say it's one of the most important factors that can be liquidated into good karma of safety, good karma of people helping you during uncertain times, or also the good karma of having cash flow and liquidity and good health and a safe life. So you can also have a lot of good investments and donations for a good cause and accumulate those good karmic equity or good karmic uh, good karma uh, items that will be dedicated when you need it for safety, security, sustainability, and even good health and long life and harmony. So get as much service as possible now. Do not wait it. Do not wait for the time that you cannot even serve. You're too old or you have a problem and you cannot go and serve anymore. This is the time when you can still get out and serve humanity and your community. That would give you the edge because you are fulfilling the love entitlement. Or you're entitled to be safe, or entitled to be sustainable, you're entitled to be free because you are, you have donated or you have uh, deposited good karma account in your uh, in your life. So doing great things, good things, services to others uh, is probably one of the most significant things that I'll recommend to you today. Whom do you donate? Get a good cause that will amplify your donations into a good service or the ROI or return on investment is high because the money you give would be used for a higher purpose rather than normal uh, use. So find your most fertile ground to plant your donations. Same with your plant, you plant it in a good soil first and then your return is higher. Uh, another thing is to maintain a certain degree of paranoia is good, not extreme paranoia. That suspicion that things will happen, so you have that sense of urgency to prepare ahead. Like for me, I've seen this six years ago, so I prepared six years ago. That's why I came back to the Philippines, built this village, and established uh, many things that, as, that make us sustainable. In terms of work, I can work online. We have already uh, deposited our e-books to be available to, to people around the world. There's already a payment portal. 
There's also the, our workshops. More than 100 workshops are recorded and and offered online. We have many books offered online and many other free intros, a YouTube production, and so on. So we have been doing this for a long, long time. Before pandemic came, before I uh, migrated back to the Philippines, I already, I already have my eBooks. I have already my online workshops, and I have online services for healing others. So I don't have to travel around the world in, in, in person because I can access my students and my clients without moving from my base. So you have to prepare yourself in terms of business, sustainability, uh, your economy should be improved as far as budgets are concerned. Uh, you have to make uh, frugality as a virtue rather than as a limitation and uh, have as many good people around you to surround you and protect you if possible against all odds. Donate in behalf of them. Look at your uh, your resource group who will give you the brainstorming and and perusal of things that you need to do as big things happen along the way. You need some advices from people who are a little bit more aligned, aligned and balanced. Not just your emotional energy directing what you want to do when you're angry or when you're threatened in life. Sometimes you become a little bit not normal. And you have to have a critique group from those advisors or those who can advise you. And uh, this uh, critique group is the one that gives you what you don't want to hear, but they're true, so that you will avoid your pitfalls and your blind spots. So not only do you like the, your friends uh, to be your uh, ally in decision-making and or forecasting, you need also your, your enemies or adversarial conditions to give you what you are not thinking and what they are not saying. As they say, oh, you ask divine protection from your enemies, but ask God for divine, for safety from yourself and from your friends. Mr. Say, you have blind spots within yourself and with your friends. So you have sometimes a critique group that will give you what is real, not what you want to hear. Okay, uh, of course, all the basic things you need. I have even uh, like stockpile generators for me to have backup for electricity when there's no grid power. I have also purchased a lot of uh, solar panels and solar batteries, lithium batteries, and also inverters to convert uh, photovoltaic uh, light into electricity. So, so this safety and security is important because you might put a CCTV and electrical fence, but when the grid is switched off, they won't work. So you need to have a backup power generation for you to have sustainability in your computers, cell phones, charging, and the greed can be substituted by gensets and also solar and wind uh, power generation. So these are all prepared and being prepared by us for we are right now. So a certain degree of paranoia is important to save yourself. And also the sense of urgency is important so that you don't say, oh, I will only prepare when, when the signs are here. Sometimes the signs come abruptly and you are too late to prepare. So prepare as though things are happening soon, and do your best to live your daily life without thinking of just the catastrophes or the neg negative events. You still have to live your life as best as you can without having to bear or refer only your, your lifestyle to things that will happen in the future. Even though it's important to prepare the future and yourself to the future, 
uh, I think living your greatest life every day is important. Okay, so I think uh, we have covered safety and security are really, really important for your sustainability in life, either financial, your life itself, your safety of your health, your money, your wealth transfer, and your family, and your other interests. Okay, so I think we have covered many suggestions. And uh, invest in this. You cannot do a lot of safety and security without much investment. You still have to invest your money to even buy the CCTV or the contract install, the CCTV like that. Or uh, to invest in a better car that doesn't get stuck in mud if you are in the muddy area, if you are in the rural area. Or to have a 4x4 and 4-wheel drive if you have uh, mountains and uh, difficult roads. So that's a preparation. Or you also prepare sustainably your cars and a fuel you'll use because fuel can get you know a problem so it doesn't supply the supply chain can be down and you have to wait for fuel to be delivered and you need it now the car and the gasoline or the diesel because you are in a hurry for emergency purposes i even made a private patient transfer vehicle like an ambulance for me to be able to use it anytime because in our home time there are no ambulance uh, available except maybe one old one, which probably doesn't reach the destination if, if a long destination is the, like your destination to go from hospital to hospital. And uh, invest in the backup generator. There are smaller ones that can be used. Invest in and the solar panels and inverter and the lithium battery for a sustainable power generation. Like we have a surgical, maternal, and dental and healing units here in our uh, holistic center. And I have to put uh, 11 kilowatt uh, solar panel to be able to fuel the machines or electrical equipment in case there's a power grid failure. Plus a backup generator. So these are things that you need to think of sustainability, but safety and security is very important. Even you have, a, I would say, an iron uh, electrical fence, if you don't have a power in the grid, then it doesn't work. So you need to back up your power generators or your grid by solar or by other means. And water, of course, be secured. It's one of my first projects in developing new subdivisions and villages is the water source, of course, the road, and of course, the uh, access to to other, like, for me, I, I'm thinking of the bunkers, residences, in each cluster of uh, housing, you put a bunker for safety, and in case there's a fallout of something or really severe weather conditions. So being prepared is not easy. It requires a lot of thinking, a lot of materials, and a lot of well, relatively a lot of uh, funds to be used for other things. You need to invest in safety and security, not just in production. So, uh, and also, as I said, your game changers that your community around you protects you because they know that you have been contributing to their livelihood or to their well-being. So that's an offensive way of being safe. Plus, people in authority, you have to be a good in a good relationship with them, be a friend to them and support their projects, and so on. 
because you might need their help eventually to sign a paper about vaccines and no vaccines uh, passport. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank you for again listening to us and the podcasts would also be followed by another talk about maybe going rural or rural, rural entrepreneurship. So I'll see you then. Namaskar.